0: Hello and welcome to our podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Please head to our website for more information on what is happening at Ashburton New Life or to get in touch. One of our team would love to talk to you. Here's today's message.
1: Kia ora, uh, good morning. This is actually quite tall. Yeah, Great. Uh, kia ora everyone. Um, I just want to clarify, I wasn't crying. Um, I'm just allergic to feelings and stuff. And when Glowdy cries, it's just like, oh, come on. So, um, yeah, first and foremost, I just want to take a moment to thank um, God. Um, I'm not here through any of my own works. It is only by the grace of God and the work that he's done in my life that I'm here. And I'm able to stand here with authority and say the things that I say. Thank, so thank the Lord. Praise the Lord. Um, also, I just want to thank you guys. I know you didn't have a choice um, in having me up here, but I'm up here. But thank you for being here. And, and uh, uh, Carl, Lisa, me Kōroa, you guys are great. Thank you so much. Um, you guys are such great pastors, and uh, I'm sure you, you may or may not regret me being up here, but it's, I think it's a bit late for that. Yeah. No, awesome. Uh, and lastly, I just want to honour uh, my family, who's here today. Yep, yep love you. Um, <laughs> just keep it at that, eh? Um, no rarotonga, no rautorua, no Wales, okitipuna. I just want to take a moment to honour all the fathers out there. It is Father's Day today, um, and it's, it's such an awesome day where you get to spend time and honour the men in our lives. So, hope you got this beautiful um, thing. If What is this? A dog? Mm, it's, a, it's a dog tag. <laughs> but your beautiful Psalms 23.4, I hope you got that. If not, I'm not giving you mine. But I'm not even a dad, but I got one, so not yet anyway. Awesome. Hey, um, I, I actually have a nice photo. You can see them there, but I do have a nice photo of my family. Um, beautiful. Look at, I picked that one because I look good in it. Um, and obviously Henry didn't get the memo about the stripes, so... <laughs> Um, So I just want to honor you guys. You guys are really cool. Um, Sarah, I didn't have you in there and I couldn't find a photo where I look better than you. So I just didn't worry about it, to be honest. Um, But for you who don't know me, I've been part of this church since the start of this year. Um, I, Oh yeah, yeah, true. Yep, it's been since uh, December. You may have seen me around every now and then, but um, if you don't know me, um, I'm like, not notoriously known, but I'm known as um, Henry and Gladys Kiwi boy. Um, yeah, it's great. Uh, I used to serve at Burnside Elam, um, which is in Christchurch. I served on the worship, uh, youth, young adult and leadership team, which is great. And I am a lover of rugby. Um, rugby is one of those sports. God has blessed rugby. Amen. Thank the Lord. Um, I play for Celtic Bees. Yeah. yeah, yeah okay. Um, with my brother, Juan. And um, I support the, uh, this is a, okay, spring blacks, a bit of, bit of spring Springboks all blacks, it's, yeah. So last week was a bit interesting in our household with the <laughs> rugby, but that's right. I don't know, have, yeah, anyway. Um, being Father's Day, uh, I think it's very fitting that we kick off a new sermon series called Legacy. Um, legacy, as I understand it, is to inherit something that you are, um, I guess, Encouraged to continue uh, you're intended to continue um, I'm sure the the dictionary might say something a bit more sound, but uh, Too much reading <laughs> uh, But my focus on today's talk is called the legacy you leave your children um, What do you want your children to inherit from you? What legacy do you want to leave for them? What footsteps do you want to leave for them to follow? Um, today I'm really honored to share my testimony about um, not only how God saved me, but also how he's used fatherhood um, to reveal his love in a stronger way. Um, Yeah, I'm I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that. My perception on perspective of God is largely influenced by my earthly father. Um, And so that was a journey I went on. I'm not here to like theologically blow your minds. I'm just here to share what God's done in my life um, and just remind fathers that they are needed. They are very important and um, can have a huge influence on not only your children's life but other children as well. So, um, my story, right? So, it doesn't take long to figure out that I'm not Gladwyn Henry's biological son. Um, I'm, I'm not a South African. I'm not. I wish it's pretty cool to be honest. Um, but you know, I don't have an accent and I don't really have a tendency. Tendency. Oh, here we go. To say, that's right, a lot in <laughs> church, or <"That> laugh. <laughs> Sorry, I love it, I do. <laughs> but uh, when I was, I was born, I was, um, I was actually really cute. I have a little baby photo of me. This was when I was, oh, I think I was about one, one and a half. I don't know, I really don't know. Anyway, all I know is that my forehead's already big then, and it's big now. But he's cute, look at those cheeks. Oh. Right. Um, but uh, my dad, my, my birth dad actually named me Jesse James, um, which is pretty ironic considering we're talking about legacy and I'm, I'm a saint. Like, I'm just the cutest. I'm just innocent, you know. Um, but when I was two, um, my, it's been a very interesting journey for me. Um, I was separated from my parents uh, at the age of two. Uh, I grew up, I was taken away from my parents um, out of a house that was... Um, the room just went really quiet, oh my goodness. Yeah, th- this is a little bit sad, and I don't wanna like, make anyone feel bad, but um, this is just what, where I've come from and where God has brought me from, so yeah, let's get sad. Um, <laughs> but when I was two, I was t- taken away from my parents. My brother, sister, and I were taken out of our home, uh, which at the time was heavily involved with gangs, drugs, violence, abuse, neglect, the whole shebang. Uh, because of that, we were put into foster care, where by the time I was five, I had been to 12 different foster homes. Um, I grew up not really understanding the role of a mum or a dad or really experiencing the love that, that I, I guess, I, as a kid, you deserve or need. Um, having no idea what was going on, I was confused and really hurt because I'd become attached to people uh, who I thought cared about me just to have... Um, me taken away from them without warning. So it was this cycle, repeat of, oh, I trust you. oh, And so it's just continuing to, to just heartbreak, 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 and it was a, a really vicious cycle for me, especially between the ages of two and five. It's pretty brutal. I were, when I was five, I was separated from my brother and sister. So it was just me in foster care. Um, I developed an attachment disorder, as I now know it. Um, which is weird now, because I have the opposite problem. Like, I hate hugs and I'm really good at you know keeping my distance, which is great. Uh, no, it's not great, it's terrible, it's terrible. Hmm. Um, I grew up, as I grew up, I, I idolized a lot of what I can remember about my family. I, um, my family being heavily affidia- affiliated, man, my English is great. That's the nerves, I think. Um, heavily affiliated with Black Power, um, I would look up to big Māori men with, with face tattoos and patches. I had yeah, gotten quite a f- few fights, got pretty good at that, and pretty good at stealing bikes as well. If you need one, let me know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had, I had learned to disguise my sadness, uh, uh, my anger with sadness. Uh, my sadness with anger, that's the one. Uh, because I learned that crying got me nowhere. You um, know, I grew up with this this banner of thinking that I was useless, worthless, and just a complete mistake. I was fortunate enough um, to have a family um, who did want me, and I can attribute to them a lot of who I am today. Uh, that's the Toei family, is there a photo of them? Um, I still keep in contact with them. they love lovely, it's a huge family, but um, there's me in the middle with the weird awkward pose. But yeah, I love them so much, and to them I do attribute a lot of who I am, so thank you. Um, they were the first family, they took me to, hey, went to church, that's the one thing I can remember. And the only thing I remember of that church was that they gave me raspberry buns. <laughs> and, and like Sunday school was great, but I don't remember what they're talking about, just the buns. The food, I mean, that's right. Um, but I still, I still looked up to my dad, um, because he was my dad, you know, every boy superhero. Now I, I do wanna make it clear, um, I love my dad. Uh, He he did his best, and I know his intention was never to hurt me or my siblings, but we do live in a broken world uh, where people do make mistakes and are often a product of their own environment. So I don't want to get that perception. I I do love my dad. Um, But legacy is a neutral word. It can be a good thing or it can be bad. I had inherited a legacy of pain. Rejection, neglect, disappointment, and worthlessness from my parents, my father, who got it from his father, who I can only assume got it from his. There was a generational curse on my family, and now that I've chosen God, it stops with me. Thank God. So at the age of 16, um, I don't even want to th- show a photo of when I was 16, oh, um, same height, I, um, <laughs> I ran away from home, which I, I don't suggest you do unless you've got a thoroughly laid out plan <laughs> and a binder like this thick, um, but I decided that the lifestyle I was living was a lifestyle that wasn't going to end well. I was involved in the very things that had me taken away from my parents. But uh, something didn't sit right with me and I just knew that there had to be more to life than what I was living. Uh, being a bit of an idiot in hindsight, I know that it was God that put that feeling in my heart. So without any plan, idiot, I ran away and once again I was on my own. Uh, God has a weird way of giving you what you need when less, uh, in places you least expect it. Uh, mine happened... To come from a family from South Africa and, uh, and a man with the funniest laugh you'll ever hear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I can't imitate very. <laughs> yeah, that's just worse. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm losing it. Um, I rang my best friend, Juan. Um, and at the drop of a hat, him and his father, Henry, came to get me. And um, Juan's parents, Henry and Gladys, started to take me to church. And um, it went from there. Uh, they invited me to Auckland for a church conference in 2016. There's a photo of me where I... Uh, yeah, that one, there we go. There's... Juan, jo- man, you look so chubby. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that was... I don't know when that was, but that was when, uh, the moment where I had an encounter with God and decided to give my life to Him. So thank you, guys. Um, let's tell the story because God is so good in this. Um... It was the first night of conference, there's a the Elam One conference. And um I was feeling the worship, I was feeling the sermon, I was feeling everything, and um there was just something stopping me. And so as we worshiped the song was um River Wild by Hillsong. Anyone heard of that one? Yeah, yeah whatever. That's cool. It's a it's a banger. I'll sing one day. When I on the worship team maybe. Um but it's it's a beautiful song, honestly, and um, that song was playing and I was feeling the emotion and I, and I, um, I felt God in the moment and I'd, I was blocked and so I, I closed my eyes and I said to God, right, if you want me to give you everything, if you want me to give my life, you want me to give my future, you want me to give my heart, you gotta answer one question for me. Where the hell have you been the last eighteen years of my life. And I didn't say hell. I said a word I just certainly couldn't say in church. But I'm gonna say it anyway. No. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. By the way, is this this water? I can drink this water? Cool. Hey. Yeah, totally just make this just ruined the, the climax of this. I'm I can keep the bottle. I'm gonna take that. And the second service I expect another one. Press Praise, oh, praise the Lord, yeah, that's something. Um, sorry, anyway, back to t- my tangent. Um, yeah, I asked God, where the, where the hell have you been the last 18 years of my life? You know, I'd experienced so much pain, heartbreak and rejection and we see God as the Father and um, I struggled to see him as that because of what I had experienced. I said, um, and I closed my eyes, didn't really expect all that much and um, it wasn't a vision, it wasn't a thing, but I just had these images of every significant moment where I have been, um, had these feelings of abandonment, had, had these feelings of worthlessness, had these feelings of mistakes. Um, but instead of it just being me, there was the, pers- the person that I thought was God in these pictures now. So when it was me crying by myself in the corner of a room, he was there embracing me. When I was getting an award for rugby um, when I was a kid, um, it was him in the crowd clapping along when there was nobody else clapping for me. All these moments of life where I have felt this sense of, I have no one to love me. God had filled that gap by some eyes. And so, in, with, in knowing that I... I um, the sermon, the guy came up, I don't know what his name, pastor something. He comes up and he goes, um, therefore, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. Behold, well, the oldest passed away and behold, the new has come. If you want to give your life to Jesus. And before he even said that, I went bang, both hands up. I gave, I gave my life to God that day and I've, I've, give, I've kept giving it to him ever since. So that's um, how God and me fell in love, well, I fell in love, he was already in love with me, but yeah, that's, that's my story of how I was saved. Praise the Lord. Um, I continued to serve God, I started, um, in a, I, I did, went to Bible college, It's pretty cool, not too bad. Um, and I grew in my relationship with God, but I always had this struggle to view God as a father. And it was, it was, it was very difficult. Uh, it was this time last year. I was visiting here, this church um, from Christ, from Christchurch, where I was living. I came down to visit Henry and Gloudy, uh, and David Bailey. Where is he gone? He's hiding. Love you, bro. Um, he was preaching on fatherhood, and he mentioned how. Well, he mentioned Joseph's role in Jesus's life. Jesus's, Jesus's, Jesus's. And, and we know, um, what is wrong with me? Um, and we know Jesus was a miracle of God and Mary. And uh, although Joseph wasn't Jesus' legitimate father, that didn't stop him from being one. Um, Jesus, Joseph taught Jesus, raised Jesus, and loved Jesus. And that had a profound impact on not only how I saw Henry, but how I saw God. I was holding on to a legacy that was no longer mine, and God had given me a new legacy and was using Henry to show me what it was. This was also the moment I decided to move to Ashburton. Yeah, yeah, and I've, been, and I've been here since the start of this year. I wouldn't be here in Ashburton if it wasn't for that message and for these two. As I was writing this message, I was reminded of my great-great-granddad, uh, whose grave I was um, very honored to visit last year. We, uh, we went to Rarotonga, um, for a family holiday it was pretty good yeah? um and I, and I got to go to his grave and uh i dug, there's a photo there I'll just show that one There's the photo there that's right I, I can just stand, that's right still tell a joke tell a joke henry you got a joke <laughs> um but if, if you didn't know I um I have up to Rarotonga, um my great great grandfather was from Manuhiki, which is a, just an island just off Rarotonga. So I'm Maori, w- Welsh, and uh, Cook Island Maori, which is really cool. Yeah. And, and kind of South African. Akin Prad Afrikaansabiki, eh? Akaspaia Moi, yeah. Yeah. Um, but there was a, there's a photo of the, his grave, and um, you can show it later. It's all good. I'm not fast, not But um, on his grave, there was a scripture. Psalm 23, verse 1 to 6. So Salamo is Cook Island, Maori for Psalms. I'll just read that one real quick. Psalm 23, 1 to 6. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Does that sound familiar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But that for me confirms that I'm exactly where God wants me to be. And that my great-great-grandfather's legacy has carried on. And although it's, it's gone a bit off, God has brought it back to me. Yeah. I, I carry my family's legacy. The same one my great-great-grandfather had. And you, yourself, also carry your family's legacy. As a parent, you will, whether you like it or not carry on and pass on your legacy to your children. So you've got to wonder, what will they inherit? Will they continue to follow in your footsteps? Or what footsteps are you leaving them to follow? Now I'm well aware, um, Henry's not perfect, just ask <laughs> <laughs> But um, But Henry was present, He was loving and. um, I'm allergic to feelings. Um, And uh, he was willing to take me in. Sorry. That's nice. I'm not taking that one. Um, God has and still is using Henry uh, um, to leave a God loving, God fearing footsteps for Joanne and myself. One of love, freedom, and Christian values, and a lot of spiced meat. <laughs> yeah. Um, but because of him, my children will never know what it's like to have a dad that doesn't love them or a dad that wasn't there for them. I've um, learned to leave a legacy of love. Um, as I wrap up, I just want to share a, a few footsteps Henry has left for me. And um, as a dad, I'm, I'm sure you could leave. You Oh, sweet, yeah, let's get emotional because I need more of that, don't I? Um, just a few things Henry has left for me. I just really want to honour you now and um, I pray for the dads out there that you could be honoured with this as well. The first thing um, Henry has left is, is he, to set an example for your children. Um, teenagers don't like being told what to do. You're welcome. But it's like telling a kid, hey, don't don't think of a pink elephant they're gonna think about a pink elephant so rather than what you say it's it's what you do I've learned more from Henry through what he does than what he says the second one is to love God having a having a life without God I'm so funny here is like playing soccer with a bowling ball like fist-bumping Wolverine you can do it but it leads to pain to love God has inspired me to do the same. I've seen him serve and worship God and he has set an expectation. Set the expectation. And the last one is uh, to love your wife or to love their mother. Husbands, love your wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Ephesians 5.25 I totally understand that um, not everyone stays together. Maybe you are separated from your our children's mother or father um, but there's a quote that says, I, this, I stole this off Google, uh, one of the greatest gifts a father can l- give his children is to love their mother and I would say that includes your ex-wife, checkmate. Uh, growing up I had experienced domestic violence and seen domestic violence. The greatest thing Henry has ever done for me is every Every day before he leaves for work, he places his hand over Gladys' head, and he prays for her. Mm. Um, I've been a youth worker long enough to know that young men and, and young women—they they need, they need mentors. They need fathers. They need mothers. So even though you may not have children, you can still be someone's. You know, you can show them fatherhood. You know, you can be someone's pool. There, Timothy. Um, lastly, before I wrap up, I just want to get all the men to stand, all the fathers actually, all the fathers to stand up. If you're confident enough, it's awesome. There's some good-looking men in here, yeah. Right, um, and if you are, if you have been influenced by them in some type of way, I want you to place your hand on them. We're going to pray for you, and as I pray for you, just want you to thank. What legacy do you want to leave your children? I think everyone can put your hands on someone who's standing please, that's just weird if you're not. Get in with the crowd, guys. But what legacy do you want to leave your children? What do you want them to inherit? You are creating footsteps for them to follow. So, Lord, I just thank you for all the men here in this church, all the fathers in here. Lord, thank you that they are exactly where you need them to be, in your house. Lord, I pray that they can be influences to their children and others' children. And, Lord, I thank you for the work that you are doing through them. Thank you for the roles and responsibilities, but also the blessings, the grace and um, skills and talents you've put on, upon them. Lord, I release giftings. Lord, I release authority. I release mana within these amazing men of God. Help them to love you and help them to teach their children to love you as well. Thank you, Lord, for these fathers. Be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Hey, um, I'm sure Carl will say something, but I'm, I'm really happy to, to have a chat or to have we'll uh, just pray for people um, but yeah thank you for listening and uh, I am here for the next service so I have time to chat and have a quarter It'd be great but uh, thank you for listening and uh, happy Father's Day. you guys are awesome.
0: Jesse, Jesse, just before you leave, I just want you to stand here and take a look at all these people because two, can you? Oh, there we go. A lot of them seem to have caught your allergy of emotions. Um, The guy I was sitting to was fear heaving. Like your story um, is deep. Um. And the honouring that you gave to your own dad, uh, that takes courage. And then the honouring that you gave to Henry and Glaudia and Joanne too, um, that also takes courage. And we, as your extended whanau, embrace you. We love you. You belong in this house. Yeah. Um, And not because we're going to have you on the worship team very shortly. (laughs) Note to thumb. And not because of what you can do and your ability to speak, but because just you. Just you. You don't need to be anything. We love you for who you are. And um, we're so grateful to have you in this house. Um, And I'm gonna hug you because you love hugs. Well, I'm grateful I'm grateful um, to have heard that this morning and um, I will take that with me throughout the day and I look forward to hearing the message again in, in service too. Um, so do you feel free to... Oh. No, that's okay, you can take that. You did. No, you can't take this, but you can take that. No, you can't take that. You can take this and that. There you go, off you go, there you go. You, oh. I also just, um, I, I find it incredible what God does. And, you know, sometimes if we don't look for these things, we miss them. But um, Jesse shared that on his great-grandfather's grave as Psalm 23. And I find it phenomenal that you came into our church in December, but then um, moved into, what? Well, stop it. What do you want? Right, Okay. Okay, right. You can go sit. You go sit down there. Um, I find it phenomenal that you kind of moved into Ashburton. I know um, Glowdy was praying for that. And Carl had Psalm 23 from the beginning of the year. And that was the same psalm that was on um, on your great-grandfather's grave. Then you heard David Bailey speak on Father's Day, which brought an inspiration to you. And then 12 months later, here you are speaking um, on Father's Day, sharing about your great-grandfather's grave and the legacy from your family and the families that you've been connected with and being in 12 foster homes in over three years in the most um, formative part of your life. But here's God just chucking all this stuff back at you. And then on the dog tag slash key ring is Psalm 23. On the morning that you're preaching on Father's Day, like a year from when God spoke to your heart. Like, um, you know, that's just what I've seen. But imagine the things that there are happening all the time. Keep your eyes out for those because they're the legacy hooks. They're the, they're the things that encourage your spirit and speak to you and remind you when times are tough. That's right. There's a little thing that God did for me just to keep me encouraged. Uh, I'm grateful for my dad. I don't get to say Happy Father's Day to him um, today because he's with um, the Lord. Um, so if you've got your dad here today, give him an extra squeeze. Um make him a coffee or (laughs) massage his feet or something i wouldn't have said that while my dad was alive (laughs) um yeah so be blessed have a wonderful week and um enjoy your day together amen